0: Ready. All right, oh, that was <laughs> it's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and tune in to this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We have another exciting edition of the podcast as we have some great guests that will be joining us here momentarily to break down everything that's going on in the world of racing. And we'll do that for you here momentarily also we'll have your racing recap of all the action from this past weekend of the nascar cup series xfinity series and truck series since they were all in action this past weekend at homestead miami speedway as we're getting closer and closer to the season finale for the cup series xfinity series and truck series coming up at phoenix here in just a matter of weeks the first weekend in november is when we're going to be wrapping up this year's edition of NASCAR for the Cub Series, Xfinity Series, and Truck Series. And we also got a couple of events left on the NHRA schedule before they wrap up and crown a champion here in 2022. And before we get into the racing recap and let you know who's going to be on the program this week, speaking of the NHRA, we got some kind of big breaking news that just developed here over the last few days. As Tony Stewart, as we know, a NASCAR Hall of Famer, NASCAR Cup Series champion, is going to be debuting in the NHRA coming up This weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That is correct. He'll be making his debut at the NHRA Nevada Nationals. And Stewart will compete for McPhillips Racing in a top alcohol dragster, which is the equivalent of NASCAR's second-tier Xfinity Series. Now, Tony, here's Tony's quote about his debut at Las Vegas. He said, I'm excited and nervous at the same time. It's definitely going to be a big learning curve. And to do it at a national event right out of the gate adds to the challenge. But it's something I've really been wanting to do, and I've been working towards this moment. I'm not taking it lightly. It's a serious business, and I'm going to be as prepared as possible when I get to Las Vegas. So that's going to be going on this weekend. Now, Tony is guaranteed a minimum of four passes beginning with Q1 and Q2 on Friday, Q3 on Saturday, and at least the first round of eliminations on Sunday. So very, very exciting news here For Tony Stewart, he's pretty much raced every imaginable car known to man when it comes to racing, and now he's going to be adding a top alcohol dragster to his resume of cars that he's got into. So this should be exciting to see Tony Stewart in action, debuting in the NHRA Nevada Nationals this upcoming weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So, of course, we'll detail all that information coming up here uh, this weekend on the Southern Race Week Radio broadcast, your your weekend broadcast, and, of course, we'll... uh, Update everything on the uh, podcast uh, next week. So exciting. There's news there for Tony Stewart as he'll be debuting in the NHRA coming up uh, this weekend. And uh, and so we got that out of the way. That's kind of the latest news, racing news. But now it's time. Let's take a look. Oh, oh, first, before we take a look at the uh, racing recap. Uh, let's take a look at who's going to be on the program this week. Uh, in just moments, we'll be speaking with the lead announcer of the Performance Racing Network, Doug Rice, as we'll break down the latest in NASCAR news and information as PRN just wrapped up their broadcasting coverage of NASCAR in a 2022. And then also we'll speak with Tim Bryant, the general manager of Five Flag Speedways. We'll get a preview of the upcoming Snowball Derby in December, and then also we'll speak with driver Raja Karuth. This young man has definitely made his impression felt in the NASCAR world as he was uh, just wrapped up his rookie year in the Arkham Menards Series. We'll talk to him about that. And then also he's been racing in the Truck Series and Xfinity Series this year, and he also has a docu series that will be premiering later on this year. So we'll talk all about that with the great Raja Karuth. I'll do that for you here a little bit later on on the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast, but first let's take a look at your racing recap for all the racing action that happened the weekend of Friday, October 21st through Sunday, October 23rd. As we take a look at what happened in the truck series at Homestead Miami Speedway, Ty Majeski is your winner and he punches his ticket to the championship four race at Phoenix here in a couple of weeks. Zane Smith was your runner-up, Stuart Friesen in third, Ryan Priest in fourth and Corey Heim rounding out the top five. And with that race, we now have our championship four drivers that will battle it out for the Camping World Truck Series Championship in Phoenix in a couple of weeks. Ty Majeski, Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, and Chandler Smith, one of those four drivers, will come out champion in the Truck Series at Phoenix in just a couple of weeks. Over the Xfinity Series, uh, we had some great exciting racing as well. Noah Grayson came away with the win this past weekend. Ty Gibbs is second. A.J. Almeninger finishing third. Daniel Hamrick in fourth. And Sam Mayer rounding out the top five. Now, next weekend at Martinsville will be the cutoff race for the round of eight. And we'll have our championship four. Of course, Noah Grayson already has punched his ticket into the championship with his win this past weekend. Here are the other eight drivers still battling it out for a championship. Noah Grayson is your number one ranked driver. Josh Berry is second. Ty Gibbs third. A.J. Almeninger in your top four. And then these are the top four. These are the four that are outside looking in. Justin Allgaier in fifth, Austin Hill sixth, Sam Mayer seventh, and Brandon Jones rounding out the top eight. Over to Cup Series action from Homestead Miami Speedway. Kyle Larson, after being eliminated from the playoffs, comes away with a victory in the number five Chevrolet at Homestead Miami. Ross Chastain was a runner-up. A.J. Allmendinger pulling double duty, finishing third. Austin Dillon in fourth, and Brad Keselowski rounding out the top five. And taking a look at the championship hump in the Cup Series, Joey Logano has already punched his ticket to the championship four with his win last weekend. Ross Chastain is now in second position. Chase Elliott is third. William Byron is fourth. Those are the four drivers as of right now into the championship four. And here are the four drivers outside looking in. Denny Hamlin in fifth. Ryan Blaney is sixth. Christopher Bell seventh. And Chase Briscoe rounding out the top eight with the elimination race coming up this weekend at Martinsville Speedway to round it out to the championship four. And uh, looking at action coming up this weekend in the NHRA, the Nevada Nationals will be taking place in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway at the Strip, October 27th through the 30th. And to check out television information and details, just head over to NHRA.com and click on TV schedule to check out all the action that is going to be going on at the NHRA Nationals. And then also, as we mentioned, the Cup Series will be in action on Sunday at Martinsville Speedway, an elimination race to get down to the Final Four that will battle it out in Phoenix in the Cup Series and the xfinity series uh there you go that is your racing review for you this week here on the southern race week radio podcast this is natalie Deckard, and you're listening to southern race week all right welcome back to this brand new week's edition of southern race week radio for you along the far-flung southern race week radio network itself we continue on with this week's edition of southern race week radio along with the southern race week radio podcast which is available for you on iHeart radio, iTunes. Spotify and SoundCloud, but we're very uh, honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot hotline. He is the lead announcer for the Performance Racing Network who just wrapped up their coverage of NASCAR here in 2022 from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in great friend of the show, Mr. Doug, <laughs> Doug! Mr. Rice, thank you so much for once again taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Racing Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Always my pleasure. always look forward to spending time with you. Well, uh, you just wrapped up another season of coverage for the Performance Racing Network this year from the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. You guys do a tremendous job of Covering NASCAR at SMI tracks all throughout the year. Before we get into everything kind of crazy that's been going on this week here, I wanted to get your thoughts on the season for you guys and and any highlights or anything that uh, jumps out at you from your coverage of NASCAR this season.
1: It's funny we were talking about that as a group the other day. The Circuit of the Americas race was tremendous. You know, the finish that we had there with three cars, actually each one of them leading within a five-second span on the last lap. That was really good. That's the first time that Ross Chastain ever won. That was pretty cool. It was neat to be in Sonoma and watch Daniel Suarez get a win. He's an uplifting young man, very popular. So that was a lot of fun to do.
0: It must be fun when you call a race, when you get like a first-time winner who's never had a win before, and you see that kind of excitement and reaction they get uh, during the interviews at the end of the uh, race. So uh, for you calling a a first-time race winner, how fun is that for you?
1: It means a lot because you know what? You know that you're always going to be a part of that person's memory because they'll go back and they'll listen to the last lap. If nothing else, will make them. You know you're going to be a part of their history in this sport forever. I got to call Jeff Gordon's first win in the uh, Coca-Cola 600 many years ago, and that's a part of his story. So, yeah, it's fun because they're so genuinely excited, and you never know you're going to get one. You're not guaranteed it took Chase Elliott over 100 races to win one. Yeah. You're not guaranteed that. The 600 this year that Denny Hamlin won was a really, really fun race. And the two races at Atlanta Motor Speedway with their new configuration were fantastic. I know not everybody loves that. You know what? I'm going to stop saying that. I love it. So, what everybody else, that's yours. But – I thought the two races in Atlanta were just so much fun.
0: And speaking of Atlanta, which is our home track, this is always a conversation we've had, which is limiting the distance of the mileage of the race. How excited are you for now to know that the March race will be a 400-miler, and then the the race in July will be a night race under the lights? Uh, I'm excited about one, not the other.
1: I'm really excited that the spring race in Atlanta is going to be a 400-miler. That's just tremendous. Should have been, for the last decade, a 400-mile race. But glad for that. Night racing, personally, for Doug Rice, don't like them. I'm good with the Bristol night race. Everything else, I'm pretty sure that's why God made the sun in the sky.
0: And Doug, let me me get into things here right now. This seems to be such a crazy season with off-season moves, a lot of transition, a lot of changes, especially this week alone. We seem to have so many headlines and stories we can get into, but I guess the top one that everyone's been talking about is the Bubba Wallace and Kyle Larson situation at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. A little retaliation by Bubba Wallace has cost himself an opportunity to race at Miami Homestead uh, this upcoming weekend. No fines or penalties, just the uh, one-race suspension. This has been a huge story that everyone's been talking about. What are your thoughts and opinions? You were there to watch it and see it all unfold. Uh, what were your thoughts on what NASCAR, how NASCAR handled it? Going all the way back to the Sunday
1: race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, there is zero doubt that Bubba Wallace did what he did on purpose. Of course he did. He knew exactly what he was doing, knew where to hit him, knew where to turn him whether that was merited. No, that was not merited. All we've done for the last three months is talk about safety and concussions and people getting injured. Then you cannot, in the wake of all of this conversation, turn somebody into the wall and feel justified about it. I don't care if he ran you up the racetrack or not. You can't do that, whether you're Denny Hamlin or Brad Keslowski or Bubba Wallace. That's not It's not right, and you should pay some consequence for that. I don't care about the pushy, shovey sideshow stuff at the end of it. That's inconsequential, to be honest. Looks poor. Looks poor for the sport that two of their biggest names are out there having a schoolyard fight. But the wrecking somebody on purpose, that's wrong. That's just wrong. So the suspension was merited. And I will say this, and I found this out the hard way. You cannot talk about Bubba Wallace on social media because of so many horrible, wretched people saying just terrible things. And it bothers me. It really does, but there's there's people that, that would have suspended him to an ice flow. So it's, that part's wrong, but yeah, I think I think NASCAR is very merited. I think the punishment is measured because what's a fine going to do? It's not like um, it's not like Michael Jordan doesn't have the money to pay it. So that's that's inconsequential. Points don't mean anything because so far down in the points that doesn't touch them either. So suspension for what he did, I'm fine with it.
0: And another announcement made by uh, Spire Motorsports is Ty Dillon will be joining that team along with uh, Corey LaJoy. So good to see Ty able to get himself into a full-time ride for next year. What are your thoughts on that move there by uh, Spire Motorsports?
1: Ty wants to prove he can race and be competitive at the cup level. This is not a top-flight team, but it's better off than it was with this new car. I mean, Corey LaJoy had a chance to win a race or two this year. I'm really happy for Corey. I think he is just, he's a neat kid. Smart uh, got a little charisma about him, and for Ty, he wants this so desperately bad and i 'll just be honest here, but at some point you got to show me all that want turns into results on the racetrack
0: you know he got he knew
1: halfway through the year he wasn 't coming back to petty g m s so i let's let 's see something you don 't have to win races. Give me some top fifteens, win a stage or two. show me that you need to be. In, in a cup NASCAR ride because uh, I, I really like him. I spent some time around him, and he, he wants this so bad. So let's turn that want into some results.
0: Now, looking at the Cup 3 standings right now, Joey Logano has punched his ticket into the championship four with his win at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Rod Chastain, Chase Elliott, uh, Danny Hamlin in the top four, and then outside looking in, William Byron, Chase Briscoe, Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell with two races left to go before we get to uh, – To Phoenix there, do you think that top four we have right now is what's going to be going on there? Or do you see any one of those fifth through eighth positions either uh, getting into that top four via a win or or through a points battle? Right now between uh, um, Denny Hamlin and and William Byron, it's it's, uh, six points or so uh, separating those two.
1: I think Hamlin will make it in. I'm not crazy about the way Chase Elliott's racing right now, and I know this is sacrilege because of where you're based, <laughs> but they're the, he's, he's not performing well. They yeah. were a non-factor in Las Vegas. It was like they weren't even there. And his attitude of getting out of the car, woe is me, I'm the problem. You've you got to lose that if you're going to win a title again. He'll make it. He'll make it to the Final Four. They got enough points to get there. Chase Briscoe might win one of these next two races so he can get in. I think that would be a nice surprise. But I, I have a feeling, all that being said, the four guys above the cut line are probably going to be the four that are in Phoenix battling for the title.
0: And of those four, where would you give the edge to? I keep wanting,
1: and this is a want. I have no reason to believe that Denny Hamlin's going to go win a title. But guy has been there time and time again. I think Hamlin or Logano, uh, one of those two
0: will be your, your champion. Logano, Logano doesn't get rattled. You know, he's won 30 races. Pretty good, no doubt about it. And now with you guys kind of having the off season, although there's not really much of an off season now anymore. It seems over the years, seems like there's so many moves. But I don't know, Doug. I mean, it seems like every move has already taken place. So, do you think there's going to be a busy off season as far as NASCAR moves and switches going on, or do you think pretty much we've we've got everything we've got uh, taken care of for uh, next year?
1: I, I think we're going to be following during this off season some behind the curtain stuff. I think we're going to be looking at schedules for. 2024 what new and exciting toy is nascar going to give us to play i think also a little bit deeper dive they've got to get this car fixed yeah so i think we're going to hear a lot of discussion about what are they doing to make this next-gen car as safe as possible and as every day goes by we're going to hear more and more chatter about the tv contract because it's (laughs) from everything i've heard to Folks pretty high up the food chain. It's, it's going to be monstrous. We don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be Fox and NBC again? Is it going to be a streaming service? Is Amazon going to get involved? Is ESPN coming back? Because ESPN doesn't even know that NASCAR exists right now out of the occasional Marty Smith sighting or Ryan McGee sighting. Yeah. They, they give it no play, none, which is bad. You know that you need to be on the uh, four-letter network song.
0: Well, Mr. Rice, uh, I know that your coverage with PRN will be over for the year, but I'm sure that you guys are still going to be active during the off season. So if our fans and listeners want to check out what's going on in the world of racing during the and or maybe check out what you guys got going on, and especially yourself personally because you're also a, a big-time person there on the social media platforms, uh, we're going to go to keep up with what's going on and, and get the latest in, in info and news. Well,
1: uh, goprn.com has all of our shows. You can listen to myself and Brad Gilly. I'm Alexis Erickson on Fast Talk. Brett McMillan hosts the Pit Reporters. It's there. Mark Garrow's show, Garage Pass a Daily Show is also there. Uh, if you're inclined, you can follow me at RiceMan61, and you can also follow uh, on Twitter at PRN Lives.
0: Well Mr Rice once again we uh, want to thank you and all the entire crew and staff and all the behind the f- uh, scenes people there the Performance Racing Network you guys do a tremendous job of providing us with NASCAR coverage news information all throughout the NASCAR season and looking forward to you guys returning for uh, 2023 and especially when you return to our home track at Atlanta Motor Speedway to uh, for the am better Health 400 Race Weekend in late March. Once again, thank you for all you do, sir. Not for just us here, but everyone here at Southern Race Week Radio as well, because you're a great friend of the show, and we couldn't do it without your help and assistance. So thanks for all you do, sir. Well,
2: we, we
1: appreciate all your time and your support, too. It means a great deal. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
0: All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Along with the Southern Racing Radio podcast We're very honored and privileged To welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Hotline, he is one of the main men In charge of what goes on over there At Five Flags Speedway Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Tim Bryant, Mr. Bryant. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week Here on Southern Racing Radio, sir Hopefully you're having a great day today my friend. Well what an intro makes me want to step up in the ring Al. <laughs> well like I tell people all the time when we have a big deal guest on we got to give them a big deal introduction and you have been a great friend of the show sir for many years here on Southern Racer Radio. Your facility has hosted so many amazing events. Of course you did the XRX series earlier this year but one of your biggest events of the year is coming up here in just a matter of amongst the Snowball Derby. So how excited are for you and the rest of the five flag speedway crew to welcome in all the race fans to check out one of the biggest events on the calendar for 2022.
2: Well, first off, let me clear one thing up. It's, uh, I'm, I'm far from a big, big-time big guest. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just a small cog in a big wheel down here, and our wheel is turning. We're getting ready for the, uh, for the 55th annual Snowball Derby coming December 1st through the 4th. We look forward to it every year. We spend a month, uh, uh, and some, uh, really two months, doing preparations to the track. We always try to make some improvements. We're actually doing some uh, widening of our pit road entrance this year to make it a little safer for the race teams always looking for something that we can tweak to to make our event a little bit better and of course always trying to make a uh, a good experience for our fans too and snowball derby fans are extremely loyal uh, many of these folks have been coming for 50-plus years. It's just amazing what that is. But we're cultivating new fans as well, and a stellar field of drivers will be on hand that weekend. So we just can't wait.
0: Yeah, so far you've got some great names that have already uh, entered themselves in. you got Josh Berry's in, Grant Enfinger. Uh, many other drivers have already signed up and are ready to go. I mean, it's hard to believe 55 years. Can you believe it's the 55th year that you guys are going to be having this event at the fantastic Five flag Speedway?
2: Well, again, it's just amazing, and it's 55 uninterrupted years, which to to my knowledge may be uh, uh, unheralded. Uh, that the race has continued on. And by the way, that's credit to a a lot of different people. Uh, The track's changed management several times along the way. Of course, the race was started by Tom Dawson in 1968, and his name adorns the trophy, currently given to the winner each year. So it's a lot of tradition, but a lot of new history being made. And I tell you, in the last decade or so, some guys that have gone on to do some great things won the Snowball Derby, such as Chase Elliott, Eric Jones, John Hunter Nemechek, Noah Gregson, just to name a few. So a lot of the younger up-and-coming drivers are seeing this as a stepping stone to to perhaps something bigger in their careers.
0: And you've been a part of this snowball derby. You've been at Five Facts Speedway for such a long time, sir. Is there one moment of all the years that you've been there, a part of the snowball derby, that jumps out at you that you go, wow, that was probably for me my number one moment of being a part of this event? Wow, Alf! I don't know that I can uh, that I can pinpoint it. There's just been so many great memories
2: and and seeing guys win. And I'm telling you, the uh, uh, for those of us that were around in the early days of the wide world of sports on ABC, where you know they talked about the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Certainly, we see that every year at the Snowball Derby. It's uh, it's 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 a season ender for most everybody, and uh, everything they do all year long kind of leads up to that. And uh, to see the heartbreak of the guys that fall out early, uh, that maybe crash out late, they get passed on the last lap, or, or, or God forbid, don't pass technical inspections, uh, that's the epitome of, of, of the agony of defeat. So um, it's definitely an, an emotional roller coaster over the course of, of four days here. And, you know, now our event is stretched nearly a whole week with, with non-racing activities. Uh, you know, pre-race We've got some great musical concerts coming in And uh, um, so anyway, as I say It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's quite the weekend A lot of folks have kind of uh, labeled this As their as their vacation destination uh, To be here for all the activities Of the Snowball Derby A lot of the teams will come in Kind of the protocol is for everybody To eat Thanksgiving dinner somewhere And then head to Pensacola And there's actually some teams That come down here and enjoy Thanksgiving in Pensacola So uh, it's turned into quite the event, no doubt
0: Speaking with Tim Bryan here of uh, Five Flags Speedways. He's joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And, uh, Tim, if our listeners out there do want to get their hands on tickets, and I'm sure they might, have, might want to get on that quickly because I'm sure this event will sell out, how can they get about uh, getting information on tickets, maybe camping availability as well?
2: Well, our ticket our ticketing is done the old-fashioned way. It's uh, one-on-one. It's simply call the, the Speedway office. Uh, we have a limited amount of reserved seats left anticipate by middle of November we probably will be sold out and of course we'll have some general admission tickets available. Camping is sold out on property. We're, uh, we have an overflow campground at the Pensacola Interstate Fairgrounds which is a mile from the racetrack and we run a free uh, uh, trolley service back and forth. So uh, a lot of folks have actually taken to that uh, and like that even better than being on the ground where there's so much activity going on. So anyway, all of that stuff is just done through the track office. And uh, as you said, I would certainly encourage folks to do it uh, you know, sooner than later. And then, of course, uh, for those folks that can't make it down, there will be a broadcast on Racing America uh, that will show the race in its entirety.
0: And that phone number to call up is 850-944-8400 to uh, get those seats and you can also check out five which is the uh, website that's the number five flag speedway, uh, and as you mentioned so many events to go around just the snowball derby itself uh november 18th you'll have the miss snowball pageant and then november 19th you'll have a, a snowball preview event and then as you said the big event will be december 1st through the 4th at the uh, five flag speedway for the 55th annual uh, snowball derby so uh You've done a lot this year at the event. You had the SRX Series, everything going on. Uh, as far as other events that are going on at the track, is this pretty much it for you guys, or do you have other things coming up on the calendar?
2: Well, we just finished this past weekend. We had a, uh, a rare air VW car show that uh, had over 200 different styles of Volkswagens on display. Uh, we had our final drifting event of the 2022 season this past Saturday on, on the track side. Uh, of our property, so you know now uh, we have some some private testing going on amongst teams that are trying to get tuned up a little bit early and uh, and we're in uh, we're in repair and refurbish mode uh getting ready for the derby, so no official events between now and and the first of december
0: well of course, the big one coming up folks December first through the fourth the fifty fifth annual snowball derby once again five flagspeedwaycom dot com to get the information or call eight five zero. 944-8400 to get your tickets. Mr. Brian, is always a pleasure and an honor to speak to you, sir. Good luck to you as you get set to welcome in all the great racing fans to Five Flags Speedway to wrap up the year with the Snowball Derby. Thank you, Alf. It's always a pleasure and appreciate everything you do with Southern Race Week.
1: Hey, this is J.R. Todd, driver the DHL Toyota Camry, and you're listening to Southern Race
0: Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network South. We continue on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. He's a driver in the Arkish series, the Xfinity series, and the Truck series. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Driver Raja. Mr. Carruth, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Sunday Race week Radio. Sir, hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend.
3: Thanks, Alfred. How's it going?
0: Going good, sir. Going good. How have you been doing? I mean, you have been a, a very busy man this year. You've been racing in the Arcus Series where you had a, a great successful rookie campaign, done so much uh, this year in 2022, before we talk about what's been going on with you, recap for me your ARCA series season in your rookie year. Well, how, what did you take away from the season and, and what do you feel like you've learned? It's hard
3: to summarize in one one word, Alfred. I would say this year I've really learned how to be a professional, how to exist and how to balance work and life. So on the racetrack, I feel like I've grown and developed as a driver, I guess, double what, what I did last year. Um, but I know I have a long ways to go.
0: And you said you juggle a lot. You're a busy young man. Not only are you racing, but you're also going to school. You got a family life as well. You're trying to balance everything. Do you ever at times feel overwhelmed by everything that is going on? Or are you able to, at this point, learn how to take everything a little bit at a time and and able to kind of keep yourself grounded and also be able to do everything in a way where you're not feeling overwhelmed?
3: I think at, at times this year, I have felt overwhelmed with having to balance so many different things throughout the week. I have felt overwhelmed at times throughout the season, but I think it's just made me better. And uh, now I kind of know how to, how to deal with it and how to not overschedule myself.
0: And let me tell you, Raja, you have uh, done so much for yourself this season. Not only have you raced the Arca full season, but you've done trucks, you've done Xfinity. You still have a few more races left to go before you kind of wrap up your season. As far as trucks, Xfinity, Arca, and all those cars, which car for you did you feel the most comfortable, the most easy to kind of learn your way through?
3: I can't necessarily pick one that was easy to find comfortable. I think I struggled in each vehicle I got in this year and just trying to get acclimated, to be honest with you. Probably in the the ARCA car, having the experience last year, it kind of helped set a good baseline. So I was able to hit the ground running, going to to Talladega to Kansas and Charlotte and so on. The road courses were kind of a a new thing for me in the ARCA car. So that was probably my biggest struggle points this year, along with, you know, learning how to put in a whole bodywork of a a season, especially with not having a a playoffs. And then with the Xfinity stuff and the truck stuff, the competition level is so high that, you know, you have to bring your A game to to the racetrack because you've got 20 minutes of practice and then you just got to go straight to qualifying race. Oftentimes this year I've had to race my way in Richmond, Dover, and Kansas and the Xfinity series and all the truck races as well. So I've learned a lot and I would say the Xfinity car has been the most fun i believe but all three vehicles i've had the chance of driving and on the stock car side have been difficult but at the same time amazing to, to be a part of it
0: and to race in the Xfinity series and truck series you want to gain the respect of those drivers because those aren't drivers that you race on a regular basis what's that like interacting with the drivers in the Xfinity and in the truck series uh
3: i think it's been double-sided like it's uh, i've had the fortune of a lot of guys kind of come up to me or or tell others close to me about what they think of me in, in a positive manner. And at the same time, in terms of fellow competitor standpoint, and then those above me with years in the sport kind of s- similarly, well, not similarly, but stating their approval of kind of what I'm doing and just, just to keep it up. So it's been awesome to see that support and uh, I just got to keep working every day.
0: Speaking with driver Raja Carruth here on this week's edition of Thunder Race Week Radio and Raja, pretty soon you're going to wrap up your season. You'll have a little bit of off time and to kind of, relax maybe take some vacation kind of get away from everything and once the season kind of winds down and you do have that opportunity to take some time away how do you plan on relaxing and kind of maybe taking everything that has happened this year and being able to digest everything
3: well i am gonna take a vacation see okay so i have like a so i'm gonna go i'm gonna hang out with my family in dc obviously for for like thanksgiving and christmas i'm gonna take my girlfriend somewhere for a weekend and then i have a flight credit That's like a couple hundred dollars, so I may just like take a weekend of myself and just go like Batman, grow my hair out, have a a self-exploration journey. That's my plan for this winter. And then uh, hit the ground running to work for, for next
0: year. Now, uh, Raja, it's crazy to me how much you've grown. I remember first interviewing you a few years ago, and now you've just blown up. You're all over the place now. You recently had a series of uh, talking about you on CBS Sports that people can watch on on Paramount, and also you have a, a kind of a docu-series that's going to be coming up here in just a, a little bit. Explain to me how it's like when you're filming something like a docu-series. You're, you're used to probably having cameras at the track interviewing you and everything like that, but how is it like having cameras kind of Following you around, kind of the behind the scenes of who Roger Karuth is all about.
3: I'm not gonna lie to you. Sometimes it got kind of annoying, but at the same time, like it's part of the game. So I got to get used to it. So it honestly hasn't been hard. Like I don't have to like change how I act. I know how for some people they have to change how they act for like being a cam- on a camera and stuff. or, like change how they act online because they'll get in trouble. But I feel like I don't have that problem because I can just be like for the most for the most part the same like all the time. So I don't have to like act a certain way. So if his camera is like if it was, if it was a camera crew to come into my apartment right now, like I wouldn't have to act a certain way. Like I could just be my normal self. Whereas I feel like for some people, if a camera or a TV crew or something came up to them and they may not be doing what they're supposed to. So it's been an adjustment necessary, definitely for, for this, just because it is never getting easy putting a camera, getting a camera shoved in your face and ask questions and following your every move. And you know, even when I go to the bathroom. So it has been weird, but I'm used to it. I understand this is uh this part of the the territory.
0: When fans watch this docuseries about yourself, what do you hope they gain and learn about you when they watch this docuseries?
3: On the racetrack, so okay. So this is kind of a double-edged sword, right? I'm on the standpoint of pushing for equality and, and diversity and inclusion, but like understanding like, man, I don't know how to say this. So, okay, I'll just say it. So on the racetrack, you know, I hope that I get, some recognition that like, you know, obviously I have not been racing as long as anybody that I've been racing against, or that race against, but I'm able to compete with them and being contention on a weekly basis. And then at the same time uh, with off the racetrack to understand that I'm not like these other, other drivers, I'm different on me in a good way. Uh, I'm someone that you could get behind and support. If not, that's cool. And I'm not like a plain Cup drivers, there's like 15 to 30 drivers, in my opinion, in the top three series, that are like the same person. They usually just, you just copy and paste, like same type of social media, same type of like looks at appearances and stuff like that. But you won't be the case with me. I'm I'm not the uh cookie cutter race car driver in a good way.
0: Now, Raja, the docu series. If our listeners are interested in checking that out, when is that going to become available, and when and where can people go to get that and and watch it?
3: Uh, right now it's going to be on YouTube, but we're working on some things to get it on some streaming platforms because there's a lot with like licensing and all that crap.
0: Now, Raja, if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow along your progress, or if you do make any kind of big announcements, somewhere they can go to to uh, keep up with you, follow along, and also maybe get information about merchandise, docu series, everything that's going on with you, sir.
3: I would say going to my website www.rogercruth.com got my social media got merch that's coming out soon that actually just decided on the final design for it that's coming out soon and my youtube channel which i'm working on and i'll be live streaming in the winter more you can kind of see my rig in the background live streaming in the winter more so yeah www.rogercruth.com.
0: Well, Mr. Cruth, we appreciate you taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. You're a great friend of the show, sir. We are very proud of the progress you've made and looking forward to what the future holds for you. And hopefully you'll come back on the program and keep us up to date on everything that's going on with you, your career, your life, and everything that's going on.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on, Alfred.
0: Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series Champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for... You along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Southie as we wrap up another week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you. And if you would like to listen to this program all over again, or maybe listen to any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, you can check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just go to one of those respective podcast locations, go to the search, type in Southern Race Week, you will find us. Download us, listen to us, and also subscribe to the podcast because if you subscribe to it, when the new podcast is available for you, you will get a notification. And we really, really do appreciate you taking the time to listen, tune in, and subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget about our social media platforms. We are available for you on Facebook and Twitter. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And while you're there, you'll be provided with the latest uh, racing news and information 24 hours a day and seven days a week. And also you can get interactive, comment on any of the posts we send out or any of the tweets, you know, like them, retweet them, always appreciate it and also the email address let us know what you think about the program uh positive or negative we will take it we will appreciate it and we'll work our best to use those comments you give to us that's uh, srw radio at yahoo.com that is srw at yahoo.com and uh, once again thanks to our great guests for joining us this week of course lead announcer for the performance racing network doug rice we really appreciate him taking the time to join us also Tim Bryant of Five Flag Speedway, and the uh, up-and-coming driver. You've seen him in ARCA. You've seen him in Xfinity. you see them in trucks. The one and only Raja Cruz. So thanks to those great guests for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back with you next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.